Torah. The world of Torah says the Shinantam Rivanecha, teach your children, says the Sikri Banecha Zirtalmidim. It's supposed to be Banan. There's love, there's relationship, there's connection. It's the way it's supposed to be. Profound and deep connection. Any yeshiva that's about relationship, about connection. There are many guys who are saying yeshiva, but kids come to yeshiva with a sense, I'm against religion. It makes me laugh. Many guys that do not feel this way. I'm closer to the guys who feel this way, but I'm also against religion. So I like totally dig. I'm also rebelling against religion. Religion is pathetic. Yiddishkeits, Avaydis Hashem, I'm the biggest fan. That's what we live for, Kirvaseli Kimli Tai. Religion that the kid is the most, the tenth grader comes rebelling, I'm rebelling, that's the same thing he's rebelling. I'm rebelling against something that has no relationship, no warmth, no vitality, it's a dead thing. He's rebelling against the relationship. To him, Yiddishkeit is like a classroom. Yiddishkeit is some lecture. Especially boring, then it's intensive. That's a that's a There's something vital. There's something real. Noah Orlin is one of his greatest understanders of people in the world today. Noah Orlin was in love with Ari Yeshiva. Donnie Dubin's mother wrote me a long letter. Donnie Dubin is staying in Eretz Yisrael. It's a masmid, a tremendous ben Torah. We were together in Sula. Many of the guys know Donnie Dubin. Rev Orlin convinced Donnie Dubin's mother to send him to Yeshiva. She was hesitant, she was worried. She wrote a gorgeous letter thanking Rev Orlov for getting it and for her son becoming a tremendous Ben Tyra. I asked Rev Orlovic, he understands people very well. If he meets you, he knows you well, really well. I once asked them advice about my kids. We were on a plane together. So he said, I have to see them. So I brought him to my kids. He looks at them and he proceeded to tell me about each of my children. He has a weird quirk that he looks at people. He knows a lot about them. So I was curious what Rev Orlovic saw in our yeshiva. I asked him, why do you like the yeshiva so much? I know why I love the yeshiva. I was curious what he saw. So he told me, this is a quote, there's not a paraphrase. He said, it's the last place on earth of dialogue. That's a quote from Rev Orlewick. He said, the last place on earth of dialogue. The guys think that they're sheer, and then the Rebbe's like battling. I watch Rev Maish Kaf having discussions with the guys. I want to explain something that's not a side point to the yeshiva. That's every bit as important as shear. Shear is important, but there's conversation. To connect to Torah and to connect us to Torah, our Rebbeim have to understand us. It says about Avram Avinu that he spoke to every single person he met, Kifi Daita, Yolashen of the Rambam. He spoke to every person according to their understanding. Which means before Avram Avinu can teach, he had to understand. He can't speak to you if he doesn't understand your das. Before you teach, you have to understand. You have to understand. You can't just teach without understanding. You must understand somebody. You must connect and relate. And then you can impart information that connects to the person, that the person will understand. Avram spoke to every person with understanding. When we are schmoozing, when our Wisniki is sitting schmoozing with the Shir, they are going to study a lot of Torah. That conversation allows for the Kifidaitai. How can he teach the Torah according to the understanding if he doesn't understand your understanding? Kifi daitai. Kifi daitai. 
The yeshiva started a yeshiva 20 years ago that was meant to fight secular influences, that believes Rebbe and Talmud should be a loving relationship, that should, believes yeshiva should be about connection. A fascinating thing the Rosh Hashiva Raikel from Shlita did is he put a tremendous, tremendous emphasis on prayer. It was felt in secular schools, in schools influenced by secular, the only area of steiging was how much Torah does somebody learn. Of course, the Icar of Yeshiva is Torah. But a place that's about connection, growing in prayers, becoming a better davener, a more profound davener, somebody who connects better to Hashem, is a huge part of the success of Torah. And a tremendous emphasis from day one has been put on honest prayer. On a bacher praying real, a bacher connecting to davening. All too often energetic guys, if somebody's energetic, they grow up from youth. When we are young, so the shul is this place that we pretty much hear, shah, shah. So many people's association with that room is anything but pleasant and anything but beautiful. And the Rashiva created a place that the shul, the tefillah, is a tremendous emphasis on beautiful davening, on sincere prayer, on an honest davening. It's something that you don't find much force in the Masifta on because, frankly, I want guys to develop a new association to prayers, a new association to pray, to talk to Hashem, to develop that relationship. So this is something from minute one, 20 years ago, the Rashiva started. It's really my honor. It's our honor that we have the Rashiva speaking the Rashiva, this amazing place that was Siyata Dishmaya, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have been affected, thousands have been affected by this Makam Torah. The Rashiva started this Makam Torah. It's fascinating to all observers. 20 years ago, the ideals that the Yeshiva was presenting, people did not necessarily agree with. The world was like skeptical, and there were questions, relationship, connection, school, you got a school and tough luck relationship that somebody should love his yeshiva, that a guy should be excited to go to yeshiva was like a dream. And today the need and the understanding of what the yeshiva is built is much more accepted. People understand it. We need to have places if we're teaching Torah, there has to be avasat Torah. There has to be a sense of passion. So what the yeshiva started 20 years ago today is much more obvious to educators. People realize we have to go back. The secular school system may work for Others, for our nation, we have a Torah, a Torah Shayim, a live, relevant Torah that speaks to us, that connects to us. This is something, the Torah Shayim that is taught here is something that I believe, the world is catching up to, thankfully. And there should be many, many yeshivas. Our children, all of our children should go to yeshivas that they're happy to go to. There's love, there's relationship, there's connection. Of course there are rules, of course there's a structure, but there's relationship and connection. There's relationship and connection. I think that's huge. People, cynics of our yeshiva, would say, sure, kids are happy. Take away rules and kids are happy. It's a stupid answer to a good question. The good question is, why are kids happy? It's a good question. It's a very important question to analyze. Guys are in yeshiva and like it. Now, the question is much stronger than, than people think. Our guys come from very cool cities. 
Very cool. You go to five towns, there's restaurants all over the place, fancy, cool restaurants. There are parties, there's action. You go to Brooklyn, there's nightlife. You go to Muncie, there's things going on. You come to Durham, we don't have a restaurant on our campus, the food is good. There's no restaurant on campus. There'll be a canteen opening, Beis Hashem, it will be good. There are no parties on campus. There's not a girl on campus, Baruch Hashem. Well, maybe there is, there's the watchman and such. But there's not much parties going on here. It's a very strong question, yet guys like it. It's a bomb question that demands answers. It demands answers because what somebody could do when they're happy is thousandfold what you could do when you're not happy. That's a Reb Chaim Velazhin says, you learn PLF. You learn th- what you could do in one hour happy would take a thousand hours if you weren't happy. That's not my statement. That's not a brash statement. It's Reb Chaim Velazhin. One thousand fold stronger you are when you're happy. We're more powerful. It's a very strong question. Why are kids happy? So if the conclusion is take off rules, that makes kids happy. So then the suggestion would be take off rules off schools. Kids need to be happy. It's not negotiable. Except it's the wrong answer. You could have all the rules and guys would be happy. It's nothing to do with rules and no rules. No shaykhs. It's a silly answer. I have seen institutions that had no rules and kids are miserable. Miserable. I have interviewed kids in such institutions. Miserable. They didn't have rules. The reason a bacher is happy here is because relationship is one. Because their connection, there's honest connection. It's safe to be me. As me, I can connect to another person who's being them. The word contrived is a big word in the secular school. Contrived means set up, fake. Everything's set up. Young man, it's... And when you have a place that's organic, that's more real, people are just themselves. Good morning, how are you? And there's honest conversation. It's refreshing. It's Tvarab Chayim Mikayamim. Something real is going. I watch Ray Shapiro learn with his chevra. There's no agenda, just truth. Biko Sha'emes is the agenda, no other agenda. In honesty, seeking the truth, there's a real process going on. That is enticing. The second point is every single person wants to grow in Steig. Every human being, seven billion, not just Jew. A Yid has a tremendous bikush burning inside of us. We have a bikush to grow. Most of us think it's impossible. A guy like me, whether it's my history, whether it's my own insights, the biggest goody-goody, my own insights, I'll never really connect to Torah. Most people feel it's impossible. It's not going to happen. It's just others flip out, others change. Who I am is never going to embrace Torah. When I, when, I see, when I see people and understand that a guy like me, with my tendencies, with my thoughts, with my challenges, can steig, that's invigorating. That's a tremendous source of system. That's a tremendous source of simcha. Yismach leib mevak Hashem. An environment that is not just sung, but it's recognized and realized as a truth is a very happy place. So on behalf of the whole Hevra, I want to thank Ray Kaufman, I want to thank the Rosh Hashiva for creating, for dreaming, for having the audacity to dream of such a place. I want to say that 20 years ago, it was a tremendous chutzpah of the Rosh Hashiva to think that such a place can be a reality. I thank the Rosh Hashiva for dreaming that such a thing could be possible, for working, for giving his life. 
moving out from Brooklyn to a desert for a specific purpose. We dreamed of this. This was the dream. And with Siata Deshmai, the dream's a reality. And Baruch Hashem, so many people are connecting to Hashem, are learning we can connect to Hashem. The product of the yeshiva is magnificent, magnificent. The guys see, I, I, hope he, I don't think he's in the room. The guys see, oh, you see a Yank of Richland, you see a Kyle younger man. He's building a family. I just hope he wasn't. And now I'm only allowed to say part. But you see somebody who's building a home with sincerity, with optimism, with happiness, going after Avoid the Sashem. It's incredible to see. Besiata Deshmaya, the product of the yeshiva, is, is exciting, invigorating. And we look forward together. You and I are growing. We'll get to our divrei Torah from the yeshiva. But really, I asked the yeshiva to come to publicly. In front of everybody, I wanted to thank the Rashiva for envisioning this, putting his life's work into this, and really setting us up to allow all that you see happening to happen. I want to thank the Rashiva for that. I was going to go one way. I think it's just going to continue from Rabbi Kalish. How's that? But Rabbi Kalish said something fascinating, but fascinating about education. And it was rooted in Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu understood his people. And when you're Makarov people, anyone in the Kiva world knows, in order to Makarov somebody, you really have to understand the person. There's a Pusuk, an unbelievable Pusuk in Chumash, and with a Rashi. HaKadosh Baruch Hu expresses his emotions to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to, to Avram Avinu. He didn't think he had emotions, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? We look at him as a as an infinite being that has no feelings, emotions, he's perfect in every sense of perfection. Could HaKadosh Baruch Hu say, I love you? No. No. How can he say, I love you? It's an emotional thing. When I say, I love you, by the way, I made myself very vulnerable. Is that correct? And you could talk. And I could, right, and I could talk. talk. If I say, most boys, by the way, when you write uh, something to a friend and you want to express an emotion, they say, love you. You never say, I love you. Because, true? Because it's very vulnerable. You know, I love you. And let's say he doesn't reciprocate. I feel terrible. And usually we do L-U-V-U, just from a distance. But never face to face. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells of Ramavinu, Ki yedativ, for I love him. I love him. And he was talking to the world. I love Avram Avinu. That is an expression of an emotion of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Rashi's bothered. Just say, Ani Oyavai. I love him. What's Kiyadatim? Because I know him. Deya. Deya means knowledge. Because I know him? Because I love him. Say it. Say it straight out. So you're saying that like, it's crazy that like, a Kaddish Baruch Hu is expressing the fact that he has knowledge? No, more he's, saying, he's, he's saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, in the words of knowledge, I know him, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, I love him, which means that the word knowledge and love are the same word. Right? Your name is? Daniel. Do you love me? What? How could you love me? You don't know me. Do I love you? No. I don't not love you. I just don't know you. I didn't even know your name a minute ago. <laughs> so if, if I want to get to love you, or if you want to get to love me, 
What do we have to do? Get to know each other. And I'm, I, I promise you that within one day of getting to know each other, I will probably love you. I'm not so sure you'll love me. But I will surely love you. As I get to know people, you appreciate people. And when you appreciate people and you see the value in people, so then you get to love the people. You can't love with, you can't have real love without knowledge. Now, I can say that. Oh, I love you. You know? Oh, you're great. I don't know. And you hear that many times, right? Yeah. Oh, this island is the best island in the world. Right? Oh, I never met such a better person than you. The nicest person. Right? The greatest, I don't know what. But how? You have to know a person well. Inside out. In every situation in order to really have the depth of love. So knowledge is the, I would say, the pathway to emotions and love. It, unfortunately, <coughs> could be for hate also, a dislike. Comes HaKadosh Baruch and says, I love Avram. Not just because I created him. Not just because he does the right things. Not just because you know, he's the leader of people. He's the greatest person around. That's not the why. I would say that. I love him because he's a leader. Do you love every leader? No. You love Trump? No, definitely not. Okay, you don't love every leader. Leadership doesn't create necessarily an emotion of... We're not getting involved in politics right now. Let's see. People might... Respect him, value him. I hardly found a person that loves him. Okay? Mask him, mask him. Trump now, like. You can want it. Doesn't mean you love him. Okay. So, so it, leadership, leadership skills does not create love. So, what creates love? The first thing is obviously the good parts of him, but you have to know him. You have to appreciate him. You have to value him. Comes a Kaddish Baruchu, Kiyadatif. I know him in and out. And Avram Avinu is called Kulotayv. He's excellent. He's good. He's benevolent. He cares about people. He helps people. He's selfless. He's unassuming. He, he, in every area, Kiyadatif. Comes Rashi. Rashi's Yadatif means love. But then he says, Let's say a person cherishes a person. I cherish you. We're friends. We cherish you. Then, I draw you near me. If I cherish you, I want you. I'll draw you near me. And I'll get to know you better. And not only will I get to know you better, and I'll recognize you. I'll recognize your qualities. I recognize other parts. I have to know it, and I have to be recognized. It recognizes beyond knowing. It's in front of me. If you're machavim a person, when Rabbi Kalish was talking about Avramavino, that was Avramavino. Avramavino did it to other people. What did he do? He recognized people. He saw them. He saw their flaws also. I'm ex- I accept. By the way, I have flaws also. I know I have flaws. 
So it's easier for me to accept other people's flaws. Because we all have flaws, but there's a totality of a person. And I never yet, I never yet met a person in the yeshiva that his totality, he wasn't great. Yeah, he has flaws he has to work on. You know, I'm still working on it many years later. Yeah, there are flaws, but in the fullness of the whole picture, unbelievable. And when you get to know a person, the flaws, they don't stick out. They really don't stick out because it becomes irrelevant. You know, it's the better qualities that you get to see eye to eye. And that's Avram Zavino's genius with people. He saw, you know what he saw? He was the first one to recognize the Kaddish Baruch That means everyone else was Oyved Avarazara. There were no atheists in those days. They were Oyved Avarazara. And what it means, they were, they were bowing down to idols, inanimate objects. And they probably were like, you know, wild Indians. They wanted to kill them. And he saw the good in them. He saw that Selim Elohim, he saw they're all divine. There's good qualities in everybody. Even if he's so different and philosophically against me, mentally against me, emotionally against me, physically against me, he's a good person. And if he's a good person, I'm going to, I cherish him. Mechavavai. And if I cherish him, I'm going to draw him near me, Avram says. And I'll get to know him. As I get to know him and understand him, first understand him. Yoidai, understand him. Understand his perspective. Understand where he's coming from. Understand why that Ivan Avarazar was that way. The odds are he was born into a family of Avarazar. And then Umakiro get to recognize him. As I understand him, to appreciate him, to value him. And guess what? Suddenly, we all became Tachas Kanfei Ashkina. He was Makar of anyone. I don't know if he went out like real Kirov like that. I mean, the Gemara talks about it. He got them to bench, but he got them to recognize Hashem. That's the first thing. Because how do you get someone to recognize Hashem? If you recognize them, if I recognize you, Mr. Machik, you will then recognize me. And then we're connected. And then what I'm connected to, you might take an interest in. Or Mr. Rosen from Montreal, right? So that was the whole idea of it, because he. But you just said there, right. that was what's happening with. That, and that's why, right? And so Hashem, me, right? Hashem, me, me, the connected me, Hashem did this to Avram, just like Avram did to everybody else. That is the greatest methodology. That's crazy. Of education, of relationships, and that's what really Waterbury stands for, and that's what every Rebbe, Rabbi Kalish, Rabbi Bernstein. The other Rebbeim, Rabbi Kaf and all the other Rebbeim are not here, so we can mention them. And of course, the color Younger Light, uh, Mendy. So they, that's what they do. They get to know you. Nobody's looking to change you, by the way. They're just getting to know you. And then you'll grow with it. And then you'll get to know the Rebbeim. You'll love them. They'll love you. You'll love them. They'll love you. And one second. Let's go back to us. Now we're good friends. Yeah, look at that smile. Look at that smile. Now that we're good friends. If, if, you, if you value me, watch this, and I love you, 
Do you think I'm crazy? No. So if I love you, there must be something to love, right? Unless I'm crazy. If I love you, there must be something to love. Yeah, if I love you, and I'm not crazy, there must be something there that to love, right? And suddenly you're going to love yourself. You will have a deep love of self. A deep love of self. A strong esteem. Because there are people, intelligent rebellion, excellent rebellion, that could be doing so many other things. Multi-talented, by the way. Amongst all the rebellion in the, in the entire Mesifta, they are probably the most multi-talented individuals that I've ever met. And each one could be doing something else. It didn't have to be with you. It could have been with somebody else. But it is with you. Why? And trust me, you could ask them. Don't ask them in front of my face. You can ask them behind my back. They're not doing this because they're getting paid well. They're not, not at all. It's a labor of love. So he looks at you and says, wow, you're good. I want, to sp- I want to spend time with you. I cherish you. I want to draw you near to me. I want to get to understand you. I want to get to recognize you. So not only do you reciprocate back to the Rebbe, and of course for all the values of the Rebbe, which is Torah and Hashem, but you also start to love yourself, because I must be important, and you are. Every boy, this is one of the things that we stand for. I'm very strong about it and very passionate about it. I'm going to tell you a question that I'm asked many times. Why don't you just shift the yeshiva and take a different type of boy? Like, take it easier, some people just into learning. What do you need this for? My answer is always that this is not a bedieved, you're a lechatchila. You are prime choice. Everybody in this room, everybody in this campus, everybody in the yeshiva, both here and in Waterbury proper, is lechatchila. And never forget that. Lechatchila. Because I have a choice. We all have a choice. And you're our choice. Mr. Munchen, don't you feel good? You're our choice. You are our choice. And every one of you, I, I eventually get the names. I don't know about you. I don't know. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it, it, we'll get to know. I'll get to know the names. So I, I asked you that. Just, you know, I was going to talk about something else, but Rabbi Kelish inspired me so much about really what the Waterbury mission is, what we all live for, what we all. I can't. I'm going to tell you. I don't think we're being most nefesh. Anyone says we're most, we love every second of it. We wouldn't give it up for anything else because it's real relationships. As Rabbi Kiddush mentioned, I don't know if you're right, you're right about New York or you're right about the, uh, what do you call it, Waterbury, where they have nothing around, and about uh, Woodmere or Long Island. I think you're in Montreal. There's not that much going on over there, right? Right? A little bit. A little bit, yeah, yeah. It's, closer, it's probably closer to Waterbury than Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, but true. Uh, but you'll see, you'll see in life, it's rela- real relationships 
are more meaningful than any gashmi in the world. You'd rather have, you, what do you like in life? You like steak? Uh, sure. Sure? No, I want something you really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's, 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 give me one thing you really like. What? Basketball. But basketball. You like basketball? Yeah. Yeah. That was so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask a question. What do you think you're gonna like more? Now you might get the wrong answer. It's okay. What do you What do you think you like more? A deep relationship with a person or basketball? Probably relationship. Right. You got it right. You got it right. And it's true. It speaks much more to everybody. To everybody. No matter what, you can have the greatest tivers for anything and everything and live for it but there's one thing much stronger a real deep relationship true 100 percent. what how do you get it why is that yeah because that's a fascinating thing it's because we'll just we'll say it in a simple way that's that's what a nefesh really wants that's your inner side i'm not explaining why really but just telling you that is the depth of your soul other things just keep it occupied keep it busy keep you happy but what you really want is relationships, deep relationships. And that's what Waterbury stands for. It's, a, it's not shallow relationships, not a shallow relationships. Hi, how you doing? You know, that's not what it's about. It's about deep, deep relationships. You have to be kiadative. You have to know each other. By the way, you'll develop, what's your name? Joseph Salem. Joseph Salem. Nice. So you will develop great relationships with not just Rebbein, but with your friends as well. Because when we talk about relationships, you know, many times we talk about to, to Torah, to Hashem, to, to, uh, to the Rebbeim, Rebbein to Zalmidim. But Waterbury is also known for deep relationships for Chaveirim, from friends to friends. Because once you understand the depth of relationships, and it's not shallow, it's in everything. By the way, you are going to be rated in another few years as one of the best husbands a girl could ever get. Because you will understand the value of a relationship and caring and giving and you had experienced it already. And then you will get to know your wife well and understand her and draw her close and recognize them. Many people understand people, but they don't recognize them. And you will recognize, that's Rashi's Meduyek. Yoidai umakiroi. And, and maybe a year later, you'll be noted as one of the greatest parents as well. <laughs> and it's not just him, it's everybody in this room. That is our mission. So let's develop great relationships with our rebellion. Let's develop great relationships with our friends. Let's create the concept of depth, not shallowness, and just connect to all your rebellion. And in I want to come more often because it's a place of connection. And I want to get to know everybody. And you want to get to know yeah. me as well. <laughs> You're very good. I want to I wanna thank the Rashiva for speaking. We'll, one of the things we'll do a lot together after Yom Tiv is discuss Avram Avinu. I want to introduce everybody here to Avram. My Rebbe gave me, my Rebbe gave me that Avram Avinu is a real person in my life. 
that it's somebody, instead of just something we study and something theoretical, Avram's our father, Avram Avinu is a father. The Ramchal is a Lushan that a person has to say, When are my actions going to start reaching the actions of my father? My Rebbe gave to me that Avram Avinu moved in every year in these parashiyas. We really like, we always live with Avram, but Avram became so real. I love studying Avram and I want to study Avram. I think you're going to learn a lot of things you didn't know. Now, I want to just say there, Shiva quoted a Pasuk. Hashem said, you know why I loved Avram? Now, Avram Avinu was Makar of tens of thousands of people. That would parallel today being Makar of millions. It was a smaller world. Percentage of the world, Avram was Makar of a big part of the world. The world today is monotheistic. Believes in one God is because of Avram. Avram affected billions of people, billions and billions. He's the greatest Makar in history. He brought the most people close to Hashem in history. There's a fascinating passage. Hashem says, I love Avram. Could somebody tell me why Hashem, the Roshiva stopped there and spoke about loving means knowledge. Why does Hashem love Avram? For, for doing what? And I would guess, because he was Makar of hundreds of thousands, he was Makar of so many people, and Lashon of the Rambam, Rivavos, tens of thousands. You know what the passage says, why he loved Avram? Because he was Mechanech's family. Daniel, there are people that are Makar of the world. They're a Rebbe, they're celebrated. Hashem loves Avram because he was good to his family, because he directed his family in the proper way. In Yeshiva, we speak a lot about being a good husband and a good father. A guy could be a tiger and the best Mekarev in the world. Hashem loved Avram because he was Mechanech his Mishpacha, how he was to his family, to his wife and children. It's something we think about a lot. People's persona, they could be all warm and fuzzy and do a lot, but behind the doors of their house, what do they do to their family? Avram Avinu was loved, a remarkable Pasuk, because he was Mechanech his Mishpacha. In the quiet of his home, he was good to his wife. He was good to his children and directed them in the right way. That's energizing to me. Ki adativ, you know why I love Avram? That's an important pasuk to pay attention to. Avram is considered beloved by Hashem. The Shiva point, amazing pasuk. And Hashem tells us what he loved because he was mechanich his family. Something to ponder. We'll talk a lot, a lot about Avram all year round, specifically the parashias. Parashias, Nayach Lech Lecha, we certainly will focus on I'm the tourist interrupting. So, and uh, what's your name? Yaakov? Manila. Manila. Okay. I want to tell you something about this pasuk, Yaakov. What Rabbi Kiddush mentioned because of his mechanach, his family. Who's his family, by the way? Who's his children? Who's Avram's child? Yitzhak and Shmuel. Were they born yet? No. Because no. Baruch Hu loves Avram, not because he's being mechanach, his family, because he sees in Avram that he will be mechanach, a family that he doesn't even have yet. Hashem loves you. Not because you'll be mechanach your family yet, because you're not married, you don't have children. But he has confidence in you. He believes in you, that you will be mechanach them. So the confidence in the future that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has by you, invokes his love of you today. If that's not unbelievable, what is? Didn't, didn't 
Didn't Avram treat every guest in his house like his family? So yes. Wasn't Avram already considered treating his family correct? 100% correct. And therefore, in the Pesach, it has both aspects to it. The others, but then about his children itself. It says, Ban Avu Nebesa. It says both. It says both. It says both. Yeah, Very good. You Right. A hundred percent. Plus, because Lemayn Yitzashe Yitzava means for the future as well. You're good. What's your name? I'm Greenguard. From where? Baltimore. Nice. Cousins. The father's a cousin of really? David Greenguard. Yeah. Oh, wow. Are you father's David cousins Green... with David Greenguard? Yep. Yeah. Father's first cousin. Yeah. Nice. So Alvin Greenguard is your... It's his father's... Great uncle. uncle. Great uncle. It's David Greenguard's father. Great family. Great boy. Yashikayach, guys. Yashikayach, guys. Lunch is now 3.05 Mencha, 3.30 Maser. Okay.